0: You're listening to a message from Every Nation GTA. For more information, please visit our website at everynationgta.org. We're continuing our series, our first series of the year called Resolve. We like to do a series as we start each year, something that will just help us really kickstart us uh, for the entire year, so for uh, 2024. and what are the things that we want to be resolved in this year. And so uh, we've had this series, and I really firmly believe that God is speaking to us that it's time to grow, Uh, grow individually, grow as a church. We've seen more and more connections being made. We don't believe it's uh, just so that we can fill up a few more seats. because it, But as Aaron prayed, it's because of the heart of the Lord is for his people. And he wants to see them uh, touched and impacted and really understanding who God is and who Jesus is and how they can have new life in him and how life can make sense when you're connected to your creator through a vital relationship with Jesus Christ. And so grow is really the word for us, but it's not just something that, God doesn't do all by himself, but he invites us to participate uh, with that. It's a real privilege to be involved in the kingdom of God. We get to pray. We get to do other things. And so uh, we have this card that we've introduced a while back called Pepsi. Um, And it's just a card on the front. That's the front and the back of this little card. And it's a way to help us to engage People and to make a connection with people. And so the first one is pray, because if we don't even have a heart for other people, then it's going to be hard to do anything else. So the first P is pray. The second one was eat and have coffee. That's like build relationships. The next one is bless. And we heard uh, last Sunday about that, of how as we get to know people, we get to listen to them and we can see how we can be a part of helping them, of serving them. Today, we're going to look at the idea of connect or connect uh last week i was in anaheim california i'm part of uh, the north american leadership team for every nation churches and ministries so i'm the i serve as the senior pastor here but also the canadian director of our nine churches across canada ones like this mostly on university campuses and as i was coming home we were landing in toronto and people were getting up and some of the people were talking to other people on the plane and there was this young uh Couple with a baby, and uh, they were from Australia. And they started just telling their story about why they're coming to Toronto. And another uh, people that they just met on the plane were telling them a little bit about Toronto. And as I was just amazed at this interaction, I thought, Australia, I don't know the other cities, and this, that, and the other. And I'm thinking, wow, is there any other place on earth like this where literally you're going to just bump into people from? everywhere. And sometimes when you're living in the city, the difficulty of living in a city, the difficulty if you're a newcomer from another country, getting established is difficult, isn't it? Uh, And at at a certain point, you can forget how wonderful this mosaic is because, you know, there's just a lot of stress in your own life. And so it's hard for you to even take a look at the wonderful, wonderful opportunity. I mean, we just take it for granted. Our staff met uh, the, the previous week in downtown, and then we just went to a Jamaican uh, jerk chicken place, and it was amazing. And I think, like, we could have just honestly said, where in the world do you want to eat now? And we could have. And we we walked by an Afghani kebab place. We walked by, you know, several Asian restaurants and other things. And sometimes this beautiful mosaic is here can just be taken for granted. But I'm telling you, after flying home from the U.S. and flying into Toronto. I was like, wow, Lord, what a place. What a place that you've put me in and put us in. And I believe that there's some things, though, to make us realize this beautiful heaven on earth that is going to have to happen because it doesn't happen automatically. And here comes what we're going to talk about today. And that is the need to connect and make connections. Why is this the fourth item on our Pepsi card? It's this. Because the corporate impact is greater than any of our individual impact. Let me say that again. Even as we make personal interactions with people, that's good. But we make a greater impact when we invite people and connect them with a broader church and community family. The early church, the first Christians, grew because of the beautiful community of God that was they were formed into. And we're going to look at a passage of Scripture right now that describes what those first Christians, how they lived, what they, what they did, and how God blessed them. It's found in the second chapter of Acts Verse 42 through 47. I'm going to read it together. Uh, It says they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all the believers were together and had all things in common. And they would sell their property and possessions and share them with all to the extent that anyone had need day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day, those who were being saved. Now it said that they were, first of all, they were listening to the apostles teaching. And of course, church is known for teaching what? The Bible, right? Teaching the word of God. And those early Christian leaders, the apostles, were teaching God's word and teaching of how uh, scripture has been fulfilled in Jesus Christ and what that meant. And they were doing that teaching. But it said that they didn't stop there because it says here that they were devoting themselves to the apostle teaching, but they were also devoting themselves to fellowship. Now, fellowship is kind of a weird word. I mean, I don't think you really use that word except for in church. I mean, I, I just don't remember last time I used to be an optician and I can't remember ever in our, you know, in a business meeting. Hey, everybody, uh, we're going to have some fellowship now. Uh, I mean, it just wasn't kind of a word that, you know, we used in the corporate world. But um, fellowship in the Bible is is an important word, an important concept. So let me just share what exactly fellowship is. Fellowship in the Bible refers to a deep and meaningful spiritual connection and shared commitment among believers in the context of their relationship with God and each other. It involves a sense of community, unity, and mutual support within the Christian faith. Now, sometimes uh, people have lowered Christianity or being Christian to basically going to church on Sunday once a week, singing a couple songs, listening to a sermon, and going home. Now, that's really sad because the church is meant to be so much more than that. So much more. In fact, uh, you know, my parents loved the Lord and they brought us to church. And uh, uh, honestly, for a lot of years, that's all I thought really Christianity was you gather, you sing some songs, you listen to someone talk, try to stay awake during it and then go home again. But there's so, so much more that God has for this. Uh, When we see this early church, uh, the description of it, this Acts 2 community, it's so beautiful. It is just so beautiful. Yes, they were adhering to the Word of God, but they they had this sense of community among them that they weren't just meeting once a week and then going home, but they were actually not just doing church together, but they were starting to do life together. And... It was beautiful. And if we want to make the connections to make this com- kind of community, we're going to have to do some things. And we're going to have to realize some things. Because making these beautiful connections doesn't just happen all by itself. It just doesn't happen by magic. It help- happens because of intentionality. And I want to share a few things that I believe that we're going to have to have in our heart if we want to be those connector-type people. The first thing we have to realize is that people are amazing. If you don't like people, and you don't think they're amazing, then you're not even going to get, a, get started on this venture. Uh, in the scripture, when God was making the world, in the book of Genesis in 1, God made light. He said, man, that's good. He made uh, earth and sea. He said, that's good. He made the vegetation. He said, that's good. He made day and night. He said, it's good. Then he made the animals and he said, it's good. But after he made humankind, do you know what he said? It's very good. It's very good. And as much as I love a good meal, there's nothing like the beauty of getting to know another person, hearing their story, seeing their ups and downs, the intricacies of how God made them so unique, so special. You think that God has made such variety in the animal kingdom, but He's made so much variety within each and every one of us. Just think of us. Think of it. You can open your phones with a, you know, an image or a thumbprint. And well, how come someone else can't do that? Why? Because we're all so unique. We all have a unique voice print and and, and a unique there's just no two people the same. It's so, it's so amazing. This is what um Uh, David, King David said in the book of Psalms, he wrote this. He said, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. He was actually even able to say of himself. And I know sometimes we have difficulty when we mess up in our lives, kind of seeing uh, you know, the positive, if you know anything about the Enneagram, I'm in an Enneagram one and they say they have the greatest inner critic. Uh, one of the nicknames of the Enneagram one is the perfectionist. It's like I always wanting to make it. They've actually changed the name. It's not the perfectionist anymore. It's called the improver. I'm not a perfectionist. I'm an improver now. So, but it's easy to be negative on yourself. But David here was able to say, you know what, God, you made me pretty cool. Uh you made me i, 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 I you thought this through before you made me, and i'm grateful for that, and I think it's wonderful but here's what people who are Christians often do. They get confused between the image of God and the image of Christ. Let me explain what I mean sometimes christians church people, they feel like they can't associate with people who don't share their beliefs or they look down on them, or they have expectations of them to be like them, even though that they don't share the belief system. You following me? Sometimes we can act that way, and it's because we're trying to find the image of Christ in them, which they don't share because they're not believers in Christ. However, every person out there already has the image of God imprinted into them. And we can have common ground because we're all made in the image of God. Uh, let me share how I've used this just in my everyday interactions to connect people. When we first moved back to Canada from the U.S., we lived in a condo on the lakeshore. And uh, next door, we had uh, these neighbors and a uh, man and a wife and, and one uh, young uh, girl and uh, started to make a bit of a friendship with him. And I found out that he's a struggling actor, uh, you know, trying to, uh, you know, make a living and getting, you know, I mean, he was on Tim Horton's commercials and getting smaller parts, barely making enough to put food on the table uh, as an actor. And he didn't uh, claim to be a Christian. In fact, he didn't live anything in that kind of value. But, and uh, I spent a lot of time with him. He was a very outgoing personality. And so We sometimes jog together and talk together. And I was trying to make a connection with him. And then I remembered that every person is made in the image of God. And after I listened to his story, he would be, uh, you know, love. He was so creative. He loved creativity and things. But he was also very frustrated at the same time. And I thought, "Hmm, how can I make a connection here? And I started talking to Christian. I said, Christian, you know you're just one of the most creative people I've ever met. You've always got a new idea and things. And he said, I just can't stop it. I can't stop it. I I can't have a regular job. I just, these thoughts, these things just keep coming to me and ideas and, you know, creativity just flows out of me. And, uh, and I said, but, uh, and I said, Christian, why, why do you think that is? He said, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I said, I think I know what the why that is. And he said, you know why that is? I said, yeah. I said, you're made in the image of God, and God's a creative God. And part of that creativity of God is in you. And you can't stop being creative, can you? I said, no, I can't. He said, I've never thought of it that way. And then another talk, and I don't remember if it was the same one or another one, he was talking about his Frustration and things, and never being able to like really fulfill, you know, the creativity in his life and things like that. And I said, Christian, do you know what that blockage is? He said, No, I have no idea. It's so frustrating. He's been like that for like the last 15 years. And, you know, and he's really animated. Uh, You can get the idea. He's a very animated personality. And uh, I said, Christian, I think I know why. He said, Why? He said, Because not only did God make you creative and there's a creator. But there was something that happened to this earth called the fall, and it messed things up so that nothing quite works right anymore. That's right. Nothing works quite right anymore. I said, that's exactly what the Bible says, Christian, that it was made perfect, but sin has entered the world and messed it up. And I was able to, like, because I just talked to him on the, on the level of the life that everybody, um, I was able to make a connection with him. Um, you've heard in this church the you can reduce the whole story of God or the Bible into the four chapters. How many of you remember? We we put it on the screen so many times. Uh creation, fall, redemption, restoration. And basically, with just those four moves, I was able to begin to make moves. And later on, I said, Christian, there's no way out of that frustration except for one I know. And he said, Really? I said, Christian, you will be frustrated for the rest of your life unless you understand one more thing about God. And what's that? Is that God has made an answer in Jesus to forgive sin and to deal with the cause of that brokenness. Anyway, I'll get into uh, more of that later. But the first thing is to understand that people are amazing and that. They all have the image of God in them. Never be afraid to engage people. They're all made in the image of God. We all have brokenness. Some have more brokenness uh, than others. Secondly, what do we need? We need to understand also that people need to be connected. People need it. Um, I read uh, an article that came out in Global News from November sixteenth, 2023. You may have seen it, different parts of this um, report has shown up in, you know, in television programs, blogs, and different things, but I'll just read it uh, to you, underlying the, the, the point that people need to be connected and that they're lonely. This is what the Global News article said. The World Health Organization has warned that loneliness loneliness could soon become a global epidemic leading to dementia, heart disease, stroke, and premature death. The public agency announced the formation of an international commission tasked with combating the global public health concern of loneliness and social isolation. The Commission on Social Connection will be co led by U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy and Zimbabwe's African Union Youth Commissioner Chido Memba. Earlier this year, Murthy published an advisory claiming that the health risks associated with loneliness are equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes every day. The report also said loneliness increases the risk of premature death by nearly 30%. Murthy encouraged lonely people to search for the healing power of relationships. And so you don't have to uh, read a news article to know whether it's in your own life or in the lives of others, that even though that we're in a city full of people, that loneliness is on the rise. That loneliness is on the rise. I mean, I feel it. And I'm pretty connected. I know a lot of people. And I can still feel whatever it is that draw away from connection into myself and into a world that's pretty lonely. And so one of the things... We can be assured of is that people need to be connected. Can, can we just, can we agree? Can I get some agreement in here? How many people think that people need to be connected more? How many people think that I need to be connected more? My uh, two hands up here. So, if we want to see a connection, we have to understand that people need uh, to be connected, it is one of the greatest needs. But, you know, here's the flip side to this, and it's my next point, that people are open. You might not think this, but people are open. People are open. Um, they may look cold, but it's because everybody's afraid to make the first move. Uh, and if you're in a society where, you know, even people born in Canada, a lot of them are new to Toronto. So there's like a lot of... People that are like, okay, well, how do I get to know anybody here? And how do I make uh, connections? Um, But really, all people are looking for is someone to make the first move. Um, And I believe that the need in our society is perfectly matching what we have to provide. Like never before. Let me say that again. I think that the need of society here that's greatest is what we have in supply, is what we supply. And I think that God wants us to awaken uh, to that. But here's the thing. It's not just understanding the need, but I want to have a little bit of a talk about how. You know, how how do we become those people? How do we make these connections? So... How to be a connector. This is gonna, I'm going to turn the sermon into a little bit of a workshop right now. How to be a connector. First of all, be gracious and welcome the stranger. Okay. Are you ready for some advanced moves now? Okay. I'm going to give you some advanced moves. Okay. And we're going to try it out right now. Like I said, it's going to be a bit of a workshop. Okay. I'm going to test it out. Okay. Okay. Let's see, which advanced move should I give you here? Uh, Okay, how how about this one? Turn to your neighbor. Here's an advanced move. Hi, how's it going? Okay, everybody try it. See, this is the problem when you, when you, when you, when you, When you speak to people on a university campus, everybody is so brilliant. Like, you guys nailed that. You guys nailed it. Wow. I knew I had a smart church. Um, But here's the thing. Here's some some more moves. You want to try another one? Here's another one. And this is a great one for the city of Toronto. Hi, are you new here? Okay, try that one. Okay, okay. I'm going to take you to PhD level now. Okay, are we ready? I'm, that that was like you're already at masters. We're going to go to PhD. Uh, if you suspect that they might not have been born in Toronto, you might say, "Where are you from originally?" Everybody, try that one now. That's a PhD move. Okay. So when you really get good at mastering the lower levels, you can go up to the to that, okay? And then we'll keep it at that. We won't do any post doctoral work today. Um, we'll just keep it at that. So honestly, when as Sheila shared this before, but when we moved into that condo on the lakeshore, we would like just we would move in the elevator up and down. We'd say, "Hey, we're new," uh, and and. And I remember Luke saying, like after about two years, like how long are we going to be new? <laughs> <laughs> Sheila said, until it stops working. <laughs> but just to make uh, uh, to make uh, connections. Um, so here's another one: be curious, ask questions, and that's really uh, we already jumped in uh, into that one. Uh, then uh, the next move is to. Be proactive and introduce people uh, to others. And so we were in a student small group, uh, maybe, I don't know, I can't remember, maybe a month ago or something. Sheila and I brought food to the student small group. And there was a newcomer there, a new young lady, and uh, she was uh, Pakistani or Indian descent, but just like people in Toronto. Of course, they're never from where you think they're from. Uh, and well, she's from Hong Kong, and so it just turned out at the other side, we knew that there was someone else from Hong Kong, and I could see that no one had made that connection yet, and I knew that connections are important, I, and so I thought, hey, you know, she's from Hong Kong, and then pretty soon they're like, you know, doing the Hong Kong stuff, and uh, it's really, uh, you know, where do you live in Hong Kong, and of course, I don't know anything about Hong Kong, I've never been to Hong Kong, but they, they did, but it's it's like, Making uh, connections. And 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 it's not that hard. To, whenever I'm thinking of connecting people, I'm, as soon as I hear one thing, Oh, you're from Brazil. I have a good friend from Brazil. Uh, and away you go. Away you go. And you take it from there. People, people are open. You could literally... I found that people are so open. You could meet someone anywhere. And if you make a little bit of connection... You can uh, take it from there, and I believe that God wants our church to be a great connector church, a great church of connection, warm, and 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 all of that. And what's interesting is when Jesus said, you know, to welcome the stranger. Here's what he said in Matthew 25: 34 and 35 of how important it is at the in the last day when when Jesus is really bringing ultimate judgment and reconciliation to the world. This is what he said in one of his parables. He said, then the king will say to those in his right, come, you are bl- who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared from the foundation of the world. For as hungry, you gave me food. I mean, we, most of us know about that move. I was thirsty, you gave me drink, but look at this one. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. One of the litmus tests of authentic Christianity is not just whether we feed the poor, but also whether we welcome in the stranger. Whether we welcome in the stranger. And what's interesting about that is Jesus uh, you know, later goes on, he said, when you welcome the stranger, you were actually welcoming me. So this is a thought I want to leave with you. When you see a stranger, when you see someone who might be lonely or disconnected, it's just not them, but think of them as being Jesus. And your job is to love as you would love uh, your Lord. And when this happens, this is the conclusion. Life flows when people are connected. Life flows when people are connected. Because the life of God doesn't just come down straight from heaven. Yes, it does. But also flows out. That's why... The greatest commandment, when, when someone came to Jesus and said, what's the greatest commandment? He said, love God and love your neighbor. In fact, if you look at the cross, it's got a vertical and a horizontal. Think of the vertical. That's us connecting individually with God. The horizontal, think of that. That's our connections, one with another. And for some of you, you've been praying and praying in the vertical, God might answer your prayer through the horizontal. But it takes connection. It takes for us to come out of ourselves and get connected. So going back to our passage that we uh, I opened with describing the Acts 2 community of the early church. Here's some of the things that the, how the life flowed because they were connected in this way. It said in verse 43 that there was a sense of awe. How many people want a sense of awe in this place? A sense of awe. When people are connected with God and others, there is a sense of awe in the place. It's also an atmosphere of miracles. Verse 43 it said many signs and wonders were taking place through the apostles, it's a place of miracles. Uh, it says that they were sharing their provisions. When we're connected, it's much easier to share with one another because we actually know the needs. So it's a place of provision. Verse 47 says they were praising God. How many want a place where it's just like praise is just like awesome? It's not just because the band plays louder, okay? We have an amazing worship team. But it's just, it, it's yes, they're going to lead us. But the praise has to come from us, too. And in this type of community, when when the life is flowing in our midst, there's a sense of praise in the house. There's a sense of praise and happiness and glory to God for all that he is doing. And finally, it says that they were even having favor with the people. You know, a church that's connected and filled with God is going to have favor in the community. because. Our world needs this. Our world needs this. It needs the Lord working through his people. And then finally, uh, it said that there was supernatural growth. Verse 47, it says the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. And I believe that one day, and it won't be in the too distant future, where in a sense, we're not going to be able to contain all the people that God brings in here. Um. But it's going to happen, yes, because of the blessing and the goodness of God. But it's also the response of His people, the response of His people, to say, "I want to be those people who pray. I want to be the people who make relationships through eating. I want to be people who bless. But I also want to be the type. I want to be a person who makes connections, who makes those connections, who welcomes people, who's interested in their lives, who's curious, and showing love in that practical way." Now, for our response today, is I want us to respond to the word. And I've got three responses that I want you to be thinking about. You might say, when I hear this, I think I might be part of the problem. You're convicted. You might say, I'm too self-absorbed. I actually don't think about others or not that much is that you? God calls you to think of others. He really does. And you might say, do you know what? My life is a little inward. I think of me, myself, and I. And I feel like God's convicting me and telling me it's time for me to begin to take my eyes a little more off myself and onto others. So that's one potential response. Second one. You might say, This scares me. I'm afraid. You know, fear, depending on how it manifests, is actually sin because it's not believing God, it's believing some other message. And so you might say, Look, I need to repent of my fear. Fear of man brings a snare, the Bible says. Perfect love casts out fear. So you might be saying, Lord, I need you to release me from the fear. I have excessive, I have fear. I just don't, I don't want to say hi to anybody. Some of you might have saying, even in our little workshop time, you might have even found that difficult. And you might be saying, it's time for me to like renounce fear in my life and step out in faith. Third, you might say, and this isn't a a really turning, but it's more just an admission. I'm really hurting right now. And I don't have the capacity right now to do that. And for those in that thing, then we want to minister to you because you need the support of the people of God and prayer in your life so that you can get your head above water, so to speak, so that you'll be able to be a greater blessing to others. Let's pray. Father, as we come before your word, we see the Acts 2 community and we desire it for ourselves. We want to be that church once again, but we know that we have to be those people who are looking out for others and making those connections. And Lord, I, I, I just pray for anyone here who just would say, And this is you. And maybe by a show of hands, just to show that you're responding to God, you you might be convicted and say, I'm part of the problem. I I think my life has become too self-absorbed and I want to change. Put up your hand if that's kind of something that the Lord's kind of speaking to you. Wow, lots of people. So Lord, you see the hands. That's a sign, Lord, that we don't want to be like that. We don't want to be self-absorbed. We want to be people who are looking outward to others. Some of you, by a show of hands, say, look, people scare me. People, I just am not that type of person, but I want to overcome my fears. If that's you, let me pray for you. Any, ooh, got a lot of them that one, too. So, Lord, I just pray, God, that, that, Lord, there would be where there was fear, that you would replace it with faith in growing measure in Jesus' name. And some of you just say, look, I'm overwhelmed. I'm really hurting right now. I just need to get healed in my own life. This is overwhelming. The idea that I can even be a help for others right now. You just say, look, life is just kind of overwhelming to me right now. Can you pray for me? Is there anyone in that in that place? We have a few in that place too. So Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters right now. Lord, who feel just they're hurting right now. The idea of helping and connecting and all that—it's just not emotional capacity and spiritual capacity right now to do that but lord we ask god lord that you bring health and healing and that you would bring encouragement lord even through the body lord that we pray that uh that there would be the open channels lord to receive your mercy and your grace in jesus name lord we love you you've been listening to a message from every nation gta thanks for joining us For more information, visit our website at everynationgta.org.